Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. In 2020, looks a lot different than it looked in 2018. You really have a divide within Team Trump. The president has to do exactly what people sent him here to do, which is to get it done. This is Bloomberg Sound On with Kevin Cirilli on Bloomberg 99.1 and 105.7 FM HD2. President Trump just tweeted. He says that he's 10 minutes away from his coronavirus task force briefing. You can listen to that task force briefing right here on Bloomberg 99.1 FM. To kick things off, we've got Congressman Buser, Republican from Pennsylvania, to give us the latest on the House drama. And I just spoke with Senator Mark Warner. Never enough time with Senator Mark Warner. Never enough time. But I'll tell you what he had to tell me. In just a couple of minutes, we're awaiting President Donald Trump to begin his daily coronavirus task force meeting. Joining me on the line to kick things off is a Republican congressman from the greatest state in the union, Pennsylvania, my hometown state. You know, I, I'm from the Keystone State, Congressman. Congressman yeah, Eusters. You're well, a Penn State alum, huh? Yes, Penn Stater. Right. Love the Nittany Lions. You know, they're hurting like the rest of us. But, hey, yeah. we got to stay positive. Congressman, when do you, what, what's the time of the vote tomorrow that you guys are going to vote on this thing? Uh, we'll see. I'll be heading into Washington tonight. Uh, I expect we'll have some debate in the morning. There will be a different type of, uh, uh, of floor procedures, so it could take a little while. But I expect we'll have this hopefully done by 2 or 3 o'clock. Two or three o'clock. All right, that's a good news. Before the closing bell, you just heard it from Congressman Muser that they're yep. anticipating that this could get done by sometime tomorrow night. Um, Congressman, if people are listening and they're nervous about how to get access to loans, to grants, who should they call, Congressman, in order to get some help from uh, uh, from from the Small Business Administration? Sure. Well, you know, we really have put together a very comprehensive plan, and it really was uh, a, a group effort and a, a team approach. Uh, our leadership, including uh, Secretary Mnuchin, I've probably been on the phone with him three or four times uh, just in the last few days, and and um, uh, Republican leader Kevin McCarthy and Steve Scalise I was just talking to. We all had, prior to the Senate vote, quite a, quite a bit of input uh, to make sure that this was done in a comprehensive way. And let's keep in mind, you know, we in Pennsylvania, we're dealing with a, a good amount of the crisis like everybody else. We have 1,600 cases, and we have uh, of, of those who are tested positive, and we have uh, 16 fatalities, uh, which is awful. But it is certainly uh, well below uh, 1%. And we, um, our businesses that are life-sustaining and essential are, are working. And what's very, very important here is, really two things that the president um, wanted and, and issued from the very beginning, and all, the, all plans are derived from it. Number one, we've got to stop, if not defeat, uh, this, this virus uh, from transmitting, and that's being done through behavioral changes, confinement, uh, various testing that's taking place, support and resources to the hospitals. And secondly, we, we, we understand we're going to have an economic slowdown, uh, but we cannot have an economic shutdown. Because keep in mind, this is not a crisis caused by a specific industry or corporation 
or the economy itself. It's the voluntary shutdown of our economy in order to save lives. As a result, this is why our government needs to support the families and businesses who are really directly feeling uh, the pain of this national emergency. And that's what particularly this phase three legislation is all about. That's why it's having overwhelming support. Well, Congressman Dan Muser is on the line. He's a Republican from Pennsylvania, uh, 9th Congressional District. It's like north of Philly, if you're familiar with the area. Congress- yeah, we're eastern central Pennsylvania, just south of Wilkes-Barre, Scranton, Pottsville, Pennsylvania. Yeah, you used to play soccer there. Used to beat Pottsville oh, yeah. soccer Home club. of Yingling, home of a lot of <laughs> Congressman... <laughs> I know it's a little bit too early, but I mean, you led me right to my next question, which is essentially, when is phase four and what do you anticipate will be in phase four of the economic stimulus once you guys vote on this tomorrow afternoon? Well, we got to we got to vote on phase three first. And it, it looks good. And just briefly, it is very supportive of number one, uh, defeating uh, and stopping the spread of the virus. Right. I mean, there's, there's huge, uh, big money uh, set for health care including uh, hospitals and providers, uh, over $100 billion. Uh, there's $11 billion for public health. The list goes on. So right. we're going to make sure the testing is there. And then there's, there's um, uh, all kinds of benefits for employees. That's what this is focused on, right? Assuring that our families and, our, and uh, the everyday uh, American uh, can get through this and be confined and follow these behavioral changes and not lose their jobs. That's why the recovery checks were set up. Unemployment insurance will go up by $600 a week, but we don't want to see people laid off. So employers have been extended these new uh, SBA loans that do have some conditions on them. The conditions are to to uh, don't lay off your people because you're going to need them for the for the recovery, which is which is going to happen sooner rather than later, we hope. And, and therefore, by keeping your employees, the SBA loans will be forgiven uh, based upon the, the percentage of employees that, that you retain. And the good news is, even though we just saw all these job losses, 3.5 million people, you can go back to February 15th, employers can rehire them, and that will count towards their, uh, their um, SBA loan forgiveness. So a, lo- a lot of things were covered here. Um, And then let's look at the large businesses. This Treasury Exchange Stabilization Fund was set up. I mean, we can't forget about large businesses. We do have 68 million Americans that that work for large businesses. And then I got to hand it to the Fed and and to the the Treasury Department. I had to to do a double take, Congressman, when I was watching the Today Show this morning and saw Fed Chair Jay Powell give an interview on the Today Show. Let me ask you this, though. So the president's now been openly – and we're awaiting the the press conference – uh, but the president now is openly uh, talking about the idea of reopening parts uh, of the country and whatnot to, to ease some of the economic blunt uh, brunt of this. And he has said, you know, he doesn't want the he doesn't want the, the, the cure to be worse than the virus itself. So in China, and I did my homework on this, folks, in China, they shut down Wuhan, they shut down southern cities. But they didn't shut down the entire country. There were other cities that were, where life went on as normal. Uh, and after they got ahead of it. So, Congressman, walk me through this, and, and let's get out of the cable news saga, if you will. Talk to me. You know, when you talk to small and medium-sized businesses in the 9th Congressional District of Pennsylvania, you know, what are you telling them as it relates to potential reopenings? Well, I tell them to plan for it, right? But along the way, until we have a, a, a grasp on, on this and a grip on this virus, we must maintain uh, the social distancing, uh, we must um, continue to be 
highly sensitive to the to the behavioral changes in the workplace and in and in your regular uh, daily life, uh, and we we we've got to secure so as it is a very safe environment that employees feel comfortable in, and anybody who can work at home should work at home, uh, and um, and proper workstations and and uh, cafeterias and lunch areas and that sort of thing need to provide. Uh, a, a ver- uh, enough isolation. So, so, so we, we, we do all that, and then we need to slowly uh, start opening up, particularly in regions where, where there's no spread, right, where there's no new cases. And we're certainly hopeful uh, in Pennsylvania and, and for the country, for that matter, that that can occur uh, within the next couple of weeks. Uh, but we've, uh, we've got to keep our eye on assuring that, that we don't have a, a, an economic shutdown uh, but we're we're funding and setting up federal legislation so as we can handle a slowdown for all people. So, Congressman Demuser's on the line. You've been so generous with your time. I got one more question for the last topic for you. So, the president's plan that he announced today was he want he's told the governors this. He wants to essentially risk the uh, counties in the United States according to their risk. He wants to rank counties according to their risk, almost like a weather map. That's really how I kind of visualize this, where if, uh, you know, New York City and, and is, is a hot spot, as it's been called, they have more significant risk for this. But if there are counties in other parts of the country where there are not as much as significant risk due to COVID-19, then the argument that the president is circulating is, well, maybe they could be open for business and, and whatnot. Is that something that you and your Republican colleagues are on board with, uh, sir, or is or not? I'm very open to the discussion on opening up slowly and properly uh, the, uh, our economy and businesses. By all means, the, 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 the president is just showing that he's a uh, – Frankly, a chess player, not a uh, checker player. He's he's looking out uh, two, three, four, five, six weeks. So we do need to begin that planning. And we um, look. It's as, as important as as stopping this virus is to assure that we have an America to come back to. Uh, right. You know, the, the level of devastation that can occur, and the level of loss of lives, and loss of of uh, of, of homes and value and and self worth. Uh, and, and other things can happen from that as well. So we need to be able to do both, uh, and certainly it, it's not one or the other. And, yeah, that, that's, that's an absolute smart conversation uh, for us to begin having uh, shortly. All right, Congressman Dan Muser, I'm giving you an elbow bump. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for calling in. All right. A Pennsylvania, uh, a Pennsylvania guy, so we appreciate that as well. Come back on next time and, um, you know, pass that thing tomorrow, please. Success is more than the final destination. It's a path you take one step at a time. It's discipline. It's teamwork. And it's the drive and passion inside of us that comes before all recognition. It's what Stiefel's been doing for over 130 years. Quietly, yet strategically, Stiefel's become one of the fastest growing wealth management and investment banking firms in the country. Our financial advisors go beyond traditional wealth management to provide clients with direct access to one of the industry's largest equity research franchises and a leading middle market investment bank because success is the drive it takes to keep climbing, the passion to keep investing, the best of each of us made better by the best in all of us. And that is where success meets success. 
Start your journey at Stiefel.com. That's S-T-I-F-E-L.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. Joining us now, we're going to pivot all the way around the world to go to Madrid. I believe we're going to Madrid. Madrid, Spain. My colleague Ben Sillis, Sills, sorry, Ben Sills is on the line. I'm working from home still, folks. I got like all these screens open, cameras. They've converted my my apartment uh, living room into like a, t- a makeshift TV radio studio. And so anyway, if I if I'm a little slow on the getting the the next segment transition, Ben Sills. That's why Bloomberg European government team leader. He calls us from Madrid. Ben, how are you? And how are the Spaniards handling this COVID nineteen? I'm all right. I've not been out of my house for nearly two weeks now. Are so, you serious? Um, it's got pretty. It's got pretty serious over here. It's got pretty serious over here. I can tell wow. You so, so what are you, you're not, you haven't left your house, not even to go on a walk? Nope. We're not allowed to go out, even to go out for a walk. No running, no exercise, except what you can do in your front room. Wow. For two weeks? And is there any chatter as to when that will, when that will change? Uh, yeah, there's a lot of chatter. There's a lot of chatter about when it's going to change. There's a lot of WhatsApp groups, a lot of messaging, a lot of speculation, a lot of kind of families sending themselves silly videos of kids locked up um, to keep them to keep the morale going. Um, officially, the lockdown is due to last till April 11th. Um, nobody I've spoken to really believes it's going to lift at that point. Um, the number of cases we're seeing here is still spiraling um, at a tremendous rate. Um, there were um, 700 people died yesterday, 600 people died today. Um, we are in the real kind of steep bit of the curve. There are 45, 50,000 uh, confirmed cases now. Uh, two and a half weeks ago, there were 1,000 Um so um, the country is really uh, battening down the hatches, riding out the storm. Um, the hospitals are really, really on the brink. Um, and everyone is just really praying that this weekend, which is going to mark the, 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 the two weeks of the, um, the lockdown, is going is to show some uh, slowdown in the rate of contagion. So Ben Sills is on the line. He's Bloomberg government's European European team leader. I mean, he's, call, he's calling us from Madrid, Spain. If people do leave their homes, are they taken to jail, or how, do, how is it enforced? Or are people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are, the, on the, on the night that um, the Prime Minister Pedro Sanchez announced uh, what they call here the state of emergency, there were drones flying around Madrid with loudspeakers telling people to get inside their apartments. Um, on the day after, in, the, in the, the, the commuter town where I live, the police were driving around town with loudspeakers telling people to get inside their house. They're stopping people. They're quizzing people. Um, my wife went down to the supermarket yesterday. She was stopped by a policeman wearing um, kind of protective gear who wanted to know where she was going, gave her a big, long lecture about how dangerous it is to go out to the supermarket and how she needs to just go once a week. Um, there have been, like, I think 600 people arrested, 70,000 people sanctioned one way or another for breaching the terms of the, um, of the, of the, of the, of the quarantine. So, yeah, the, the government are pretty serious about this. So, meanwhile, a red headline just crossing the Bloomberg terminal 
that the U.S. has at least 80,000 confirmed cases of the coronavirus surpassing Italy and positioning the country to overtake China as the site of the world's largest outbreak. The American tally was bolstered by a large jump in New York, which had more than 6,000 cases on Thursday, bringing the state's total in New York to 37,000. That accounts for almost half of the outbreak nationwide. Uh, th- that is, you hear that and, and you just, uh, your heart's with New York. So what is the perception, Ben Sills, Bloomberg European team leader, uh, coming at us from Madrid, Spain? What is the perception that this, are you guys even thinking about the Americans in terms of how the U.S. has handled this? I think that the... Um... There is a – it's a good question. I don't think, to be honest, that people in Spain are looking at the U.S. very much. But I think if you wanted to, if you wanted to read across, the, the, there is a very clear sentiment from, uh, from Italy, which, which, was, which was hit with the, the, um, the upsurge in cases about a week or two before Spain. Um, and, and looking across perhaps more to the U.K., which is a bit closer to home for the Spaniards, where they've been um, a lot slower to impose – really um, harsh restrictions on, on the movement of people. And the, and the basic um, message or the basic sentiment of Spaniards, I think, is that this thing gets out of control faster than you could possibly believe it. And um, the sorts of uh, ordeals that um, the, your doctors and your nurses are going to be facing in, in, in emergency rooms and in ICU wards um, is probably something that they haven't seen in their careers. Um, we spoke to a guy from Madrid's main hospital yesterday um, who said um, there were people dying in the waiting rooms, there were people dying in the emergency rooms, and they're dying not because they can't be treated but because there aren't enough ventilators. There's a finite number of ventilators in Spain, in the UK, and Italy are desperately trying to find and uh, mobilize ventilators from wherever they can get them because the number of ventilators that you have uh, has a direct effect on the number of people who die. Ben Sills um, is on the line. The- he is uh, Bloomberg's European government team leader from Madrid, Spain. Uh, he's has, he, according, he hasn't left his, his flat in uh, more than in about two weeks. Uh, and he's really describing the dire, dire, dire situation. Is there anything that's happened, though, Ben, that's that's giving you hope? Is there any good news? Uh, <laughs> not really. I mean, oh, come on, Ben. Like, Give me something. <laughs> this, I mean, like... The, this thing this thing has a has a cycle um it will pass we know that um the the the, the epidemic will burn itself out um the question is how many cases does the health system have to have to cope with uh, at one time before it start before it starts to tail off can I ask? Can I ask a, a question about something that's gotten a lot of attention here, with uh, as it relates to Spain's and Madrid's handling of this? Is mm-hmm. that these kits that were purchased from China were junk kits? Yeah. Is it? Tell me about. So Xi Jinping, the General Secretary of the Communist Party, Xi Jinping sent Spain kits that don't even work. Well, apparently, um, the the Chinese embassy. Sent uh, the, the Spanish government a list of uh, recommended suppliers, and 
the China and, and the Spanish government then bought these kits from another supplier um, who wasn't licensed, and now they're stuck with 640,000 coronavirus tests that don't work. So whose fault is that? Um, <laughs> I suspect that um, uh, the Spaniards are pretty cheesed off with the Chinese. Um, I suspect the Chinese uh, feel like they covered their backs um, with the guidance and, and Spain should have taken a bit more care. I think that um, quite difficult to um, stop and check um, uh, when you're in the middle of a situation like this. I just can't even I can't even fathom that you are in the middle of a situation like this and the tests that were purchased from China work 30% of the time. That's 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 horrific. That is horrific. Horrific. And uh and there, the Chinese there are many horrific things happening here. Many horrific things happening. The Chinese embassy is denying this. I mean of course they are, but I mean it's just you know you hear this and all right listen ben please stay safe my 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 gratitude my respect all of my prayers sending to you and your family please stay safe thanks for checking in and uh do me a favor i'm gonna have matt shirley our uh our lead booker on the program once you flatten that curve i want you back on this show and i want you telling us about some positive news you got that I still, I can do it. All right. Thanks, Ben. I'm thinking of you, buddy. Thanks for all your hard work, and thanks to your team over there. You guys are doing such incredible, incredible journalism. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.